the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The battle over same-sex marriage now comes to Japan. Thirteen homosexual couples have filed the first lawsuit challenging that country's rejection of same-sex marriage. President Trump says that he is going to find the money one way or the other to build the border wall. He announced yesterday he's declaring a national emergency to fulfill his pledge to construct that wall. And by passing, uh, getting around Congress, which approved far less money for his proposed wall that he had first sought, the president says he'll use the executive action to divert billions of dollars from other federal projects. Meanwhile, the president continues to give cautiously optimistic updates about U.S. trade talks with China. He says that if things continue to proceed well, by the March 2nd deadline, he will extend that deadline instead of imposing the new tariffs that are set to kick in. More details at SRNews.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting the Stand with Israel tour with my friend Dennis Prager. This tour of the Holy Land will bring us face-to-face with one of our country's most important allies and one of the most fascinating spiritual regions on Earth. More than a vacation, this bucket list trip will deepen your faith and expand your mind. I personally want to invite you to join me on this journey. Register today, and I'll see you in Israel. Register for the Stand with Israel tour at am1280thepatriot.com. Become a member of the Freedom Fan Club. We've got all kinds of great contests and things for you to do, and it's President's Day weekend. Uh, test your knowledge of presidential trivia. Go to our fan club page at the Freedom Fan Club page at am1280thepatriot.com. Your forecast for this afternoon, partly cloudy skies and a high near 20. The headliner, Mitch Berg, with the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Coming up next year on AM1280 The Patriot. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. The Wind Beneath the Right Wing, the show that is making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg, rapidly going on towards the 15th anniversary of dominating Twin Cities Weekend Radio, uh, doing what I do, well, I don't know about best, but it's certainly what I enjoy the most. As I say, the worst day on the air is better than the best day off the air, and that's a bit of an exaggeration. But only a bit. It is my absolute pleasure to come out here and do this every single week, uh, every single Saturday for all, for the past, uh, we're two weeks away from 15 years right now, maybe three weeks. Anyway, we're getting close. So, uh, by the way, when I say every single weekend, I mean there are times that I do take off from uh, the show. Every once in a blue moon, I take a vacation. Other times, I go out and do what I consider the Lord's work, or in this case, the people's work. Uh, next Saturday, of course, I will be going to the rally to protect the Second Amendment at the Minnesota State Capitol. Uh, it's going to be down in the rotunda, so rain, shine, weather, whatever, doesn't matter. I will be joining uh, as many uh, Second Amendment supporters as we can muster up. Uh, to get down there and support the Second Amendment, basically to show the Minnesota State Legislature who, where the real people of Minnesota actually stand on Second Amendment issues. Hint, it's not with the DFL. By the way, it was interesting this past week, uh, quote, protect, end quote, Minnesota held its rally. Uh, Let's call it their pep rally at the Minnesota State Capitol. And... uh, Looking at the pictures from the event, I mean... I just wanted to say, hey, good job, Protect Minnesota. Good job, Nancy Nord Bentz, getting all of a dozen people 
out to the uh, out to their rally. And this tracks, by the way, with some interesting numbers I saw this past week. And when I say interesting, I mean completely expected numbers. Support for gun control is something that is almost entirely ad- driven by emotional responses to events. For example, there will be an ugly mass shooting someplace, and there will be, especially involving children, horrible, tragic events involving uh, a year ago, uh, involving the the kids at Parkland High School in Florida, which led to uh, an astroturf movement trying to to impel high school kids to support gun control. And it got a lot of publicity. And of course, it was largely done uh, to try and bulwark the next generation uh, against supporting the Second Amendment. Because of course, there are studies from Gallup that indicate that the millennial generation is actually more pro-Second Amendment than their elders, people of my generation are. And that has got to make people like Protect Minnesota, like Moms Want Action, like Every Town for Gun Safety, like all the rest of the Potemkin AstroTurf gun control groups uh, take a quick gulp uh, when they wake up and do their morning coffee and think, wow, what does the future hold for us? They, They have to create the impression that the children of today are rabidly anti-gun because that's how you create movements by creating the impression that there is a movement. The old Hungarians saying the best way to become wealthy is to appear as if you already are. Well, that also works for <laughs> that also works for social movements. The best way to create one is to create the impression that there is one. It can work in a quote positive end quote way. For example, creating the the Parkland, uh, what that group of of kids from Parkland that that gets flown around the country to yell at people, uh, it can create the impression that there are a lot of high school kids out there just dying to ban guns. It can also be done in a negative way. For example, the media has ever since Donald Trump became the front runner, the media, the easiest way to get media coverage in the United States is to be somebody who proclaims themselves to be a Klansman, who lives in his mother's basement and and works at a sandwich shop doing doing food prep uh, and it makes nine bucks an hour and is not known anywhere except they post on Facebook that they're a white supremacist. So that's that's the best way there is to get media coverage because the media wants to create the impression that there is a big, thriving white supremacist alt-right movement out there. When, in fact... Uh, to create a rally like in Charlottesville a couple of years ago, uh, the, the, they had to bring in people from six or seven states to muster a crowd of 100 people in Charlottesville. Literally, there are bowling leagues in the Twin Cities with more power and clout and membership than any significant, quote, alt-right, quote, white supremacist, end quote, group. Not to say I, <laughs> I condone... Uh, that sort of illiberality, I don't. But let's be realistic. Neither of these groups existed until the media decided that they were going to exist. Anyway, uh, I have wandered a tad off topic. Next Saturday, doors open at 10 for the Rally to Protect the Second Amendment. It's a production of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus and uh, the rest of Minnesota's uh, Second Amendment human rights community. Be there. Doors open at 10. Rally starts at 11. Uh, we're going to have a lot of speakers there. We're going to have a lot of your fellow Second Amendment supporters out there representing for what the truth is. Uh, and if we could show a thousand people gathered around the various levels of the Capitol Rotunda, uh, get that picture in the in the Star Tribune, get that picture on Channel 4 and out on uh, Minnesota Public Radio. I mean, on the off chance that it would actually show a crowd like that turned out against their narrative. Well, we can get the picture out there. Be there. I will be doing a special uh, encore broadcast of a uh, of a show that I did last uh, April during the last uh, Minnesota rally to protect the Second Amendment. Uh, hope you can tune into that if you can't be at the Capitol. Better yet, I hope you tune in and go to the Capitol because uh, this is going to be important. This is going to be a uh, this is going to be a big event here. We are on the defensive here in Minnesota, and the good news is. We really, we Second Amendment human rights supporters play great defense, right? We, uh, uh, when when our backs up are against the wall, uh, we fight like wolverines. 
the bad news is, of course, we lose that intensity when we have a pro-gun majority in the Minnesota House and the Minnesota Senate, when we have a, a even a lukewarm pro-gun governor like Jesse Ventura or Tim Pawlenty. Uh, we, we, we're, we take our eye off the ball. We assume, yep, job is done. Yeah, it's never done, folks. And those are these are not the good times. We have a Democrat legislature that is actively working as we speak on uh, universal registration and red flag confiscation orders as we speak. We need to get down there and show them, our various elected officials, who is the real boss in this state. We've done it before. We need to do it again. And by the way, when we do win the majority again in 2020, we need to finish the job. Absolutely. We cannot take our eye off the ball next time we have the upper hand in this sort of thing. Anyway, speaking of the upper hand, uh, it's uh, interesting to see this past week. There have been a couple of stories that show exactly how sick American progressivism is. Uh, this past week, Amazon, uh, when, when I say sick, I mean, well, mentally ill. Uh, and Amazon this past week announced that they were not going to be putting their uh, alternate headquarters, one of their two alternate headquarters buildings, which apparently they, they need to have in case, I don't know, San Francisco falls into the sea and they need to have a, an alternate headquarters out there. Uh, one of the contenders was New York City. They were going to build a facility out on Long Island for uh, basically headquarters staff. I don't know if these were warehouse jobs or not. But it was going to be tens of thousands of jobs, which is uh, something that, that this particular area of Long Island direly needed. And and Andrew Cuomo, not one of America's brighter uh, public figures, devoted $3 billion in tax uh, subsidies to try and bring Amazon in to Long Island, and Long Island said, you know, the, the, the problems that we de- that businesses deal with with governments like New York's, like with Andrew Cuomo and and the likes of Alexandria Ocasio Cortez uh, being elected to office, just make the thought of of locating a, an office here, a major center of our development, of our policy, of our of our distribution network, of everything. Just makes it too risky, not worth the risk. And by the way, they also declined to put uh, facilities in Newark, New Jersey, which offered even more money. Uh, which should tell you a little something about uh, about business's view of of the exceptionally left of center uh, political scene in New Jersey. They went with Northern Virginia, which say what you will about their recent results, their current governor and lieutenant governor, but they have a functional two party system. Uh, still in Virginia. And given uh, Governor Northam's travails over this past few weeks, perhaps an even more functional two-party system than we had a few months ago with a little luck. I know Virginia Republicans have got to be salivating at the thought of of the 2020 elections uh, in Virginia, uh, given uh, Governor Northam's performance here. So uh, in response to the news that Amazon was declining to put up its its new to locate its uh, one of its alternate headquarters in New York City you had the likes of Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez doing a victory lap saying that yeah yay we we didn't really want them anyway they're just a bunch of big bad business bosses and they're not and they don't treat some of some of their workers fairly uh, and of course it's better not to have the jobs than to rectify any Putative unfairness. Oh, they're not a union shop either, uh, which, of course, is a big no-go for someone of of uh, Tide Pod Evita's intellectual stature. Anyway, now this is part of a uh, of of an ongoing meltdown. Not meltdown. New York in general is still doing okay, but given the complete control of the far left, New York, like California, well, they're finding out the hard way that capital is mobile. And they're finding this out in the same way that East Germany found it out almost 60 years ago. 1961, uh, they were alarmed by the flight of East Germany's best and brightest and fastest and most uh, prescient and most on the ball. The government of East Germany built a Berlin Wall and a barbed wire minefield uh, across the rest of the border with West Germany, which was not intended to keep NATO out. They knew nobody's going to invade them, but intended to keep the population of East Germany in to keep 
the rest of their best and brightest from running across the border to, you know, freedom. Because government at that point believed that it was a proprietor and that someone was shoplifting its property, its people. How does that tie in with this past week's news in New York? Well, we'll come back to that in just a moment here. 651-289-4488, the number to call. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. You're up and at them every day, so you don't want something like Medicare Part D to slow you down. At Walgreens, we'll take care of your Medicare Part D prescriptions, saving you time and money. Make the switch to Walgreens today and get more by earning 100 balance reward points and save up to $5 on each Medicare Part D prescription when Walgreens is your preferred pharmacy. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Prescription savings apply to Tier 1 generics when you fill out a preferred versus a non-preferred pharmacy on select plans. Points can't be earned in New York, New Jersey, or Arkansas. Other restrictions and limitations apply. I'm Jan Mark Hill, helping you understand the times. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez now says she wants to radically tax the rich. Democrat Socialist Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is promising Americans the same thing brutal dictators promised, and those promises are never realized, Ben Stein explained. Stein warned that when politicians promising to punish success in the name of equality obtain power, their policies invariably have terrible terrifying results. He states we have a society in which there are an awful lot of people who have no idea that Stalin, Hitler, Mao all came to power promising the same kinds of things that Miss Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is promising. That led to mass murder, he says. It led to dictatorship and it led to genocide. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Gold Buyers Alert. For over 30 years, the American Gold Eagle has been the world's best-selling gold coin. Today, the Westminster Mint has the 2019 $50 Gold Eagle made from one ounce of pure gold for just $1,390. Certified in perfect mint state 70 condition by PCGS. Coins are graded on a 70-point scale. 70 is absolute perfection. In three decades, only a few rare gold eagles have achieved a perfect 70 grade, with many doubling or tripling in value. Add this valuable gold coin to your collection at the exclusive low price. Call 888-673-8041 now and receive the beautiful book Modern Coin Rarities free with your purchase. The Gold Eagle arrives with free insured shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 888-673-8041. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 888-673-8041. This is Dennis Prager. I want to invite you to join me for a travel opportunity that may be the highlight of your year, maybe even one of the highlights of your life. I'm headed back to Israel in December 2019 for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour of the key sites and places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand with Israel tour, December 2nd to the 11th. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. She said, Northern Alliance Radio Network. I know what it's like to be six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. I don't know where this song came up. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also join us on Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. So we're talking about the rejection of the Amazon headquarters uh, in uh, of by Amazon of the idea of building their alternate headquarters, their backup, their their undisclosed location headquarters uh, in uh, the suburbs of New York City, and uh, the, the way this was re- met with rejoicing by Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and for that matter, well, not Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo staked a lot of political capital on this and lost, uh, and of course. Where, where this ties in with the other subject is, of course, we mentioned East Germany. 
uh, hundreds of thousands, I mean, hundreds of thousands of East Germans, uh, including many of the best and brightest in that country, fled to West Germany before the Berlin Wall was built. And even then, when fleeing East Germany for the West became potentially lethal, uh, it kept, they kept on doing it. I mean, a trickle uh, got out after the wall went up, but they kept on trying. Because the desire for freedom is hard to bottle up if people see it next door. Well, how this ties in with New York. Governor Andrew Cuomo uh, seems to have the same idea about the people of New York. Because New York has been on a taxing and spending orgy uh, in recent years. And when I say New York, I mean the city of New York and its immediate suburbs, which are controlled uh, by Democrats, the same way Minnesota's government at the moment is controlled by uh, Democrats from the inner city. The city has the numbers. It has the numbers to hold sway over the rest of the state. The rest of the state alternates between center left to even get, you get out into to, uh, the, the wilds of western New York. Pretty darn conservative. Uh, too conservative for the Republican Party out there. I mean, really, the, the conservative party in New York is called the, well, conservative party, uh, which sums it up pretty well. Anyway, this past week, Governor Cuomo noticed that uh, unexpectedly, so a lot of unexpected results for Democrats this past week. The governor of uh, New York uh, blamed budget shortfalls on the state of Florida. He said New Yorkers are fleeing to the Sunshine State to save big time on taxes. And he blamed it on tax reform passed by Congress. And, and justifiably so. The changes increased the incentive to move from New York to Florida dramatically. Because one of the things that Trump, in uh, and this is one of the great moves, I think, of, of his administration so far, he abolished a the IRS on his watch has abolished a provision in tax law that allows people to uh, deduct their state and local property taxes from their federal taxes. Uh, which means there's no more passing the cost of uh, state and local property taxes up to the feds, which was, in no uncertain terms, a subsidy of life in big cities, in big high-tax cities. Uh, and this is redounding to the benefit of uh, Floridians who are selling condos and houses and beachfront property to millionaire and multimillionaire New Yorkers as fast as they can build the stuff. I mean, they, they talked about how fast oceanfront property is selling to wealthy New Yorkers who have decided, you know what, I am tired of being this state's uh, ATM machine. Now, you're seeing this in uh, other states as well. You're seeing this in California. Californians who are, don't have the means to become part of the Malibu plutocracy and the Hollywood uh, elite of the elite – where you have enough money, when you have money in, in five, seven and eight and nine figures, you can live very well in New York. Uh, but not so much if you're just a regular schnook who makes, I don't know, under a half million dollars. So you see a lot of those people moving uh, out, unfortunately bringing their politics with them. That's the big concern for Florida right now, seeing all of these uh, people from New York moving to Florida like they did to Colorado, like they did to Edina and Eden Prairie and Minnetonka and Plymouth, and bringing their putrid politics with them. Anyway, that was interesting to see this past week. And and the thought was, perhaps New York, to, to keep the millionaires from fleeing the state, perhaps New York needs to do what East Germany did, build a wall. Because while the wall didn't keep every East German in, it certainly made it easier, I mean, for... An idea that we are told by the masters of the left's narrative doesn't work and can never work and can't work possibly at all and never, ever, ever, ever stopped anyone from going where they wanted to go. It did seem to stop the vast majority of the efflux of East Germans to become West Germans. Maybe New York needs to, I don't know, build a wall to keep New Yorkers in. <laughs> Goodness knows California needs to do the same thing. Uh and I could just see it build a wall around the eastern and northern borders of the state, maybe get Oregon or the coastal counties of Oregon and Washington with them, and yeah, they can leave their southern border open if that's what they want. And anyway, so, uh, this is East Germany. This perhaps could be uh, New York, uh, but 
if the Democrats have anything to do with it, it won't uh, happen uh, to the rest of the United States. Uh, Donald Trump, of course, it's been all the papers, uh, declared a state of emergency uh, to to get his border wall built uh, this past week. And while I am a big supporter of updating, our, of seriously updating our border, not only our border security, but our immigration policies, and making our border not porous, making our getting across our border not a trivial matter as it has been for quite some time now. And and by the way, as Democrats agreed, needed to be done ten years ago. What what Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, uh, excuse me, Bill Bill Clinton, yeah, the Clintons were in charge. I mean, the general narrative on the part of big left was, yeah, we need a border wall. Now, Donald Trump has declared a uh, emergency, a national emergency to get the wall built since Congress did not uh, give him the money he wanted, at least not nearly enough to build the uh, border barrier that he wants. So President Trump declared a national emergency to free up funds to build a wall without congressional approval uh, yesterday, adding other presidents have called national emergencies on other topics. Uh, and by the way, this allows the, the law, the National Emergencies Act of 1975 allows the president to declare a national emergency, but he has to outline the specific emergency powers he's using under existing statutes. So far, so good. Uh, since 1979, in the past 40 years, there have been, and here's a trivia question for you, how many have there been? 58 since 1979. And 31 of them are still in effect. By the way, just the list of what has been declared a national emergency. November 14, 1979, national emergency in response to the Iran hostage crisis, which froze Iran's assets in the United States. That's still in effect, by the way, although Obama did his best to uh, undermine that. April 1980, further prohibitions on uh, transactions with Iran, still in effect. Under President Reagan, a continuum of export control regulations, uh, continuation of export control regulations with Iran, uh, more uh, of the same with Nicaragua. Uh, prohibiting trade and other uh, transactions against South Africa in response to apartheid, uh, prohibiting trade and certain transactions with Libya and again with Panama in 1988. Uh, by the way, all of Reagan's national emergencies were revoked. None of his are still in effect. George H.W. Bush, let's see, blocking Iraqi government property uh, and uh, prohibiting transactions with Iraq. Uh, continuation of export control regulations against Iran, chemical, biological weapons, proliferation, proliferation, prohibiting certain transactions with Haiti, uh, blocking the Yugoslav government, remember them, property and property of the governments of Serbia and Montenegro, uh, re revoked in 2000. Actually, all of uh, George H.W. Bush's uh, emergencies have been revoked. They've ended. They're no longer emergencies. Some of the countries they were aimed at no longer exist. Uh, under Bill Clinton, however, we still have 10 or 11 national emergencies that are still in effect. Uh, several of them. Uh, the proliferation of weapons of mass destruction uh, emergency, prohibiting transactions with terrorists who threaten to disrupt the Middle East peace process. Remember that? Uh, prohibiting certain transactions with respect to the development of Iranian petroleum resources, blocking assets and prohibiting transactions with significant narcotics traffickers. Uh, still in effect. Uh, just actually was uh, renewed a couple months ago. Uh, regulation of the anchorage and movement of vessels with respect to Cuba, modified by President Obama two years ago and again by the president last month, uh, actually, no, a year ago, uh, prohibiting new investment in Burma, blocking Sudanese government property and prohibiting transactions with Sudan, uh, which, by the way, was continued a few months back. Uh, several Obama uh, of uh, Clinton-era na national emergencies, I think 10 or 11 are still in effect, uh, a similar number from George W. Bush, uh, Bush's administration uh, involving uh, North Korea, uh, Lebanon, the Congo, Belarus, uh, basically blocking property of people who are who turned Belarus into a dictatorship. A wide range of these things. There's, there's 30 or so national emergencies still in effect, many of them from the Obama administration and three going on four now uh, with uh, the Trump administration. He's actually running a little bit behind the Obama era pace. So to say that this is unprecedented, with one exception, is a little uh, misleading. The president can declare national emergencies over just about anything they want. In theory, they have to uh, give the, the reasons for it and outline the emergency powers that they want to take. And 
from what we understand about the, the president's declaration yesterday, uh, one of the powers seems fairly uh, cut and dry. Build the wall. He wants to build the wall. Okay, presidents get to. I mean, that's what that's an executive branch job. See to the defense of the country. One power he's seeking is problematic, and that is the idea that he's going to go around Congress to get the thing funded. And it reminds me of when Harry Reid blew up the filibuster in dealing with Supreme Court and federal judges, thinking, yeah, we're going to have power forever. The Republicans are never going to use this against us. Uh, Thank you, Neil Gorsuch. (laughs) Uh, This could be used against us next time there is a Democrat president. Just you watch. I mean, not that the Democrats wouldn't do it anyway, but... It sets the precedent we don't need. Anyway, when we come back, uh, Marissa Skaya from the Minnesota Voters Alliance about a new lawsuit they're filing. Stick around. Northern Alliance, Sam 12A, the Patriot. Here's the truth, America. Hugh Hewitt for PatriotMobile.com. Your cell phone company is probably funding anti-Second Amendment groups. Patriot Mobile, which is America's only conservative cell phone company, does the opposite. If you are fed up with disgusting policies like New York's new late-term abortion law or Mayor Bloomberg's gun control seizure plans, make the simple switch to Patriot Mobile. Join thousands of Americans using Patriot Mobile. Get reliable nationwide coverage. Watch your hard-earned dollars fight for the First and Second Amendment rights, border security, and the sanctity of life. Veteran-led Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every bill to conservative causes like the Heritage Foundation, the NRA, and the Susan B. Anthony List. Switching to Patriot Mobile is easy, and their unlimited talk and text plans start as low as $20 a month. Need more motivation? Mention Hugh, that's me, H-U-G-H, when you call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or visit them online at patriotmobile.com slash Hugh to get up to two activation fees waived. Enough is enough. Join the fight today. 1-800-A-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions are posted at www.textrules.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. There's a mute button on your cell. And one on your TV remote. Don't you wish there was one on your partner's snoring too? Thankfully, now there is. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device that increases airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. You'll get more air through your nose so you'll breathe less through your mouth, which is often the cause of snoring. And thanks to Mute, less snoring means more sleep for me. Hit the mute button on your partner's snoring. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To get a valuable coupon, text the word MUTE to 246810. Text M-U-T-E to 246810. For more information, go to MUTESnoring.com. MUTE. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. You own a local business, or any business, and your national competition has a backroom of digital marketing minions who are eating your lunch. But you can beat them with our digital marketing experts. We're Salem Surround. We can surround potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We make every digital dollar count towards sales success. We won't waste your money. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers from everywhere. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join me, and I hope you do. Story we talked about a couple of months ago, a new policy on the behalf, uh, on the part, I should say, of the governments of both Minneapolis and its shadow, St. Paul, at least when it comes to stupid policies, uh, requiring 
landlords among all the other many, many, many stacks and mounds and piles of mandates that both of these cities pile onto landlords, uh, requiring them to give uh, their tenants voter registration information. What could possibly go wrong, people said. Well, with us to talk about that from the Minnesota Voters Alliance, which has just filed a suit uh, against uh, both of the city governments, I'm joined by Marissa Skaya. Marissa, welcome to the broadcast today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, Great to have you here, Marissa. Now, first of all, uh, you're involved with the Minnesota Voters Alliance. Uh, We've been talking with Andy Selick basically since this uh, broadcast started uh, almost 15 years ago. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with the Voters Alliance. Yeah, of course. So my name is Marissa, and I am a member of the Minnesota Voters Alliance. Um, I'm a landlord in Minneapolis, so I have owned a residence that I do rent out since 2005. I'm also um, a real estate agent, which I have been for the past 16 years, and I have three young children, so a daughter and two sons. So I'm, I'm kept very busy with my jobs as a real estate agent, a landlord, and my children. Okay. So first of all, condolences about being a landlord in Minneapolis. It's a tough job. And, and, and a, lot of lands, a, lot, a lot of landlords have decided over the last 20 years that someone doesn't have to do it, that it's, it's, it's easy to do elsewhere. So uh, major kudos for sticking with it. I know the number of landlords in St. Paul has plummeted since I've lived in the city for reasons I'm sure that the uh, government would find unexpected. Now, tell us a little bit bit about the policies that Minneapolis uh, instituted and that St. Paul naturally followed suit on here. Tell us a little bit about the policies to which the alliance is objecting. Yeah, so they are requiring us as landlords to deliver the voting material to our tenants. And what they're saying is that it's not a burden on us, that we should be happy to do so. There was actually an article in the Pioneer Press that a St. Paul council member um, said that the ordinance and the rule would be helpful in reminding new residents that they should register to vote, that landlords should consider themselves partners with the city in helping <laughs> to enhance voter turnout. I mean, and the burden was not undue since the city was providing that information. By the so way, I'm dying to see what would happen if a landlord like addressed a building inspector by saying, hey, we're partners in this. This should not be a burden. Anyway, carry on. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, I completely. I mean, I don't know where it states in my rental license, me to get licensed with the city, that it's my job as a landlord to enhance voter turnout. Right. I mean, I have plenty enough to do to keep my tenants safe and happy, right? Right. So I don't feel, I feel that this government overreach of its authority, it really affects us as landlords. I mean, I'm a real estate agent, too, and I have daily contact with so many of my peers who agree that this city government can use its power to force us to perform activities unrelated to what my rental license entails. I mean, they should not be allowed to do that. Right. So, and and this is, couldn't agree more. On the other hand, this is one of those things that, that's, that the city of Minneapolis and Playing monkey see monkey do the city of St. Paul as well because that's what happens. I mean, every time right. Minnesota, every time Minneapolis uh, goes goes low, St. Paul doubles down on it uh, on pretty much everything. So, uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, led the Minnesota Voters Alliance to to object to this. Uh, tell us a little bit about the lawsuit. Yeah, of course. So basically, because Minneapolis and St. Paul, they're requiring these landlords to distribute voter registration information to their tenants. I mean, the ordinance ordinance basically violates the landlord's First Amendment's right of free speech. And that's really what it's all about, too. Whether it's a burden or not, it is violating our freedom and our First Amendment. Um, The U.S. Constitution prohibits compelled speech where private citizens are forced to act as couriers of the ideology of city officials. And so, you know, even if the city says voter participation is great, and it might very well be an ideological goal, however, is it really fair to impose the act of disseminating information upon us because I'm a landlord? Why should we as landlords be compelled to forego our First Amendment right to free speech? Now, I, just to play devil's advocate here, because, again, I could not possibly agree more. Uh, it's like there's nothing ideological involved in just giving out information about how to register. I mean, what, what is the, sure. the response to the idea? That it's just it's all utilitarian and practical. And, and it's a it's a it's a captive audience, certainly, since yeah. landlords certainly are a captive audience of the city government. Uh, so, so what what the, what is the ideological burden to this? Sure. So, I mean, you look, I obviously, I've got one property, So, but there are landlords who manage 100, 200, 300 properties. When you start looking at them, that really does become a burden. It is not 
their main job to hand out this information to their tenants. I mean, we also look at it, what if our tenant's an ineligible voter? Right. I mean, could I be charged or sued for assisting in a felony, you know, giving them that? That's really, it's not part of my job to enhance what the city wants to do and give these tenants this information. I mean, I'm a landlord, and, you know, we also look at it, we don't want to file lawsuits, right? But if we don't speak up, who are they going to go after next? I mean, there's many people that are required to have licenses in Minneapolis, Uber drivers, barbers. Are they going to make them hand out this information to their clients? I mean, where does it stop? Well, there there is a good question. Uh, where does it stop, uh, for starters? And, and why did it start with landlords? I mean, what was it that, uh, well, two real questions here, for starters. Uh, what is it? What is it exactly that the city is requiring landlords to do? Is it a matter of leafleting tenants, or is it a matter of driving them to the registration, uh, to the courthouse to register? Or what? What exactly is it that uh, that landlords are being compelled to do under the under ordinances in both cities? Sure. Yeah, they're required to distribute voter information to the tenants. So, I mean, does it sound like it's a hard job? No, it doesn't sound like it's difficult when they're saying, sure, you can hand this out, just as the St. Paul Council um, member stated in the Pioneer Press today. But really, we're not partners with the city. It it's, does not say anywhere that being a landlord, we're supposed to distribute this information. So it's where to vote, giving them the information on how to vote, where where to go. I mean, I'm a landlord. I am here to make sure my tenant is safe and happy and has a place to live. I'm not here to, you know, I'm not, I'm not their personal concierge. You know, if they want that, they can go live in an apartment building that can set up their, um, put their mint on their pillow, right? Turn, do their bed, <laughs> turn their bed service down. That, that's not my job. I'm here to make sure that they have a safe place to live. I follow the city ordinances. I have my rental license. I'm making sure that my place is safe and I'm following all code issues and safety issues. Distributing voter information has nothing to do with safety health issues. It's, it's, it's basically, it's, it's purely political. Now, one might assume that, that the Minnesota Voters Alliance did not see the, the, the ordinance get passed earlier. I think it was this year, maybe last, uh, last year, certainly last year. Uh, and file their petition and race straight down to court. One might have to assume, especially given that Andy Selick is involved, that there was some contact, some conversation, uh, some pestering city officials to say, "Hey, hey, could we dial this back here?" What, what, what did the, the Voters Alliance do uh, in regards to these ordinances before uh, going to the the measure of filing uh, a lawsuit against both cities? You know, I'm not quite sure what Andy did. So I became a part of this lawsuit back in September. I've been a member with the Minnesota Voters Alliance for a few years. But um, I know speaking with Andy, I think it started, you know, back in Seattle. And, you know, he watched it. And obviously it spread to other cities. You know, it goes to one city, two cities, three cities. And that kind of goes back to where does it stop and how far can the city go and what can they require us to do and you know how do we protect our first amendment right to free speech you know free speech also compels us we don't have to talk we don't have to say anything and so um i I, you know to answer your question i don't know where it initially stemmed from or came from but if you know know andy selick like i know andy selick you know it was a (laughs) thoroughly rhetorical question he was in their face from moment one uh so absolutely we're talking with marissa skaya from the minnesota voters alliance by the way if you have questions or comments for her uh and for the minnesota voters alliance about this litigation against the twin cities uh the governments of both of the twin cities uh give us a call at 651 uh, 289-4488. You can also join me at hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show. Questions or comments uh, for Marissa Skaya. Uh, so where can people, uh, just to get the, the obligatory plug in here, Marissa, where can people get more information about uh, the lawsuit and and uh, find out more about what the, the, the reasons for it and, and keep informed as things go forward? Yes, yeah, so the Minnesota Voters Alliance will have stuff on their website. So their website is www.mnvoters.org. Um, and there's also, um, you know, the, the city of Minneapolis and St. Paul, I'm sure, have information on their website for landlords where to get this information and what um, needs to be given to the tenants from the landlord. Um, I know 
the law was passed back last year for Minneapolis and I think later this fall for St. Paul. Yep, inevitable. Uh, Marissa, can we keep you for another segment here? we got some phone calls here with some, uh, with some questions uh, regarding the litigation. Uh, would that be okay to stick around for one more segment? Sure. Absolutely. We are talking with Marissa Skaya from the Minnesota Voters Alliance. If you have a question or comment, uh, you can also join up, uh, 651-289-4488. If the lines are busy, just keep on trying. We'll get you in there. You can also just fire off a question to hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. Uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Want to know why the market closed where it did today? Catch Josh Arnold's Closing Market Report every weekday afternoon at 353 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Josh will give you instant analysis and insight on the day's events that impacted the market. It's straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Listen each day at 3.53 p.m. to the Closing Market Report with Josh Arnold, investment consultant and registered investment advisor. More intelligent talk from AM 1280, The Patriot. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah, I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for a rewards card you can't seem to find. At AM 1280 The Patriot, we've simplified the process. All of the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Freedom Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically rid your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. 100% chemical-free, Plug-In Pest Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Go pestfree.com today. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. It is so exciting to think that the Lord loves us in such a way that he sent his son to provide the way for us to be directed perfectly, gently, and effectively. C.S. Lewis bluntly stated this fact. Aim at heaven, and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth, and you will get neither. None of us can serve two masters. We try, but we cannot do it. As the hymn says, keep your eyes upon Jesus and the things of the earth will grow strangely dim. I pray that we can be used by each other to exhort and edify the church and grow the real kingdom. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's word to examine our hearts and our motives because we try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. Give us a call at 612-900-9166. Or look us up at thekingdombuilders.net. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Hey, don't forget you can listen to our special Prepare and Respond broadcast on demand via the miracle of the podcast. Just visit the podcast page, am1280thepatriot.com. You'll the practical tips you need on planning for an emergency situation, securing your school, or your office, or your business, and preventing cyber attacks. This is vital information, so give it a listen today. Share with a friend or a co-worker. Uh, we had to cancel the live performance of Prepare and Respond a couple weeks back during the uh, by Minnesota standards, cold weather. Uh, we actually ran it live uh, we could go Sunday, I believe, and it went over so big uh, that uh, there, by popular demand, it is available via podcast. 
anyway, uh, so uh, do do that. Uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join us. We are talking with Marissa Skaya from the Minnesota Voters Alliance. Uh, just real quickly, Marissa, just for those who follow this sort of thing. So what what has been filed and in what jurisdiction? What sort of uh, suit is filing and what uh, what what are what's the Voters Alliance asking for? Thanks, Mitch. So the Voters Alliance, um, along with uh, about five plaintiffs, me being one of them, which are all landlords, we filed suit in uh, the U.S. District Court. And we're challenging the St. Paul and Minneapolis ordinances, which require landlords in these cities to distribute voter registration information to their tenants. So that is what we have filed. What we are saying is the ordinances have violated the landlord's First Amendment rights of freedom of speech. The U.S. Constitution prohibits compelled speech, where private citizens are forced to act as couriers of the ideology of city governments. Um, The view that encouraging people to vote is a good thing to do cannot justify the government's use of its power to compel law-abiding citizens to promote that view. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Let's go to the phones in St. Louis Park. Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance. You are on the air with Marissa Skaya of the Minnesota Voters Alliance. Go right ahead. Mitch, another great show, and I'm just kind of shaking because whatever happens in Minneapolis comes St. Louis Park's way. But uh, just a quick comment. I'm sure the next ordinance is to have landlords install voting booths in each building, so be prepared for that. But I have a just a, a quick aside here. Uh, I think the most important news of the week was in the, was in the Thursday Star Tribune when a St. Louis Park student was, was charged with voting twice in the same election. And the amazing quotes were when she said she didn't have the proper identification, she was assured it was fine in Minneapolis. And in St. Louis Park, she acknowledged the, uh, the person vouching for her acknowledged he did not know where she lived. That is unbelievable. So I'll, I'll hang up and listen. I'd like to hear the person. For, uh, it's a little bit off the subject, but it has to do with voter fraud. I'd like to hear her response. Something the Voters Alliance has been involved with for quite some time. Don't know if that's necessarily your uh, your bailiwick, Marissa Skaya. But on the other hand, it's something the Voters Alliance has been involved in. It is something that <laughs> don't believe your lying eyes, of course. But we've no- this whole idea of jamming voters' registration down on people is premised on the idea of getting as many people, whether they know what they're doing or not, to the polls uh, to vote for as, as they're told. That's that's certainly the conservative approach to it. But, uh, but certainly this does play into any skullduggery that might be going on in Minnesota's election system. I, I, I think that's a fair, uh, fair approach, uh, Marissa Skaya. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely not directly involved with that. However, you know, when I think about it, I am a, I am a real estate agent as well. And um, if I do have tenants living in properties, many of our tenants, they don't live here full time. They might be a resident of another state and, you know, here for the summer or here for work. How am I as a landlord supposed to filter that out and say, is this your private residence? Is this your homestead? Is this your permanent residence? That's not my job either. So that law enforcement. Them, voter information, you know, I I could be, like I said previously, assisting in voter fraud, you know, by giving them the stuff when they're registered somewhere else. I just don't feel, as a landlord, again, it is not my job to distribute this stuff. I am here to keep my tenants safe and happy in the place they are living and making sure my place is up to code. You would think that the city of Minneapolis is, is overwhelmed, and St. Paul, of course, as overwhelmed as they are by people who are obsessed, at least outwardly, with the idea of, quote, fairness, end quote, would at least pay the landlords a living wage to serve as their agents rather than mandating you serve as unpaid workers. I mean, leaving aside the First Amendment issue, you're being compelled to do the city's job for it. I mean, there's there's that as well. I mean, I, that, that's kind of intolerable, I have to suspect. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I like I said, I'm a real estate agent, and I'm out there. My day starts at 5 a.m., and some days doesn't end until 10 or 11 p.m. And if I have to start doing these other jobs, and, you know, hopefully I am able to get 100 properties one day that I have tenants in. I mean, you look at it, and if I have to do the job of the city and distribute this material to to 100 people, that definitely is a burden. And and how is the city able to say what is a burden and what is not a burden on me? I mean, it's not their position, nor do they know what I do every day. 
Uh, nor the, do they know what any small business person does every day. I mean, there's not a single business, a person with a business background of any sort on the Minneapolis or St. Paul City Councils. I mean, it's entirely uh, two bodies of people whose entire background is in the nonprofit industrial complex. None of them could, uh, none of them could do their own taxes or make a payroll if you held, uh, if 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 you held a piece of laffy taffy to their head. I was going to say something else, but that's not politically correct either. Uh, so, Marissa Sky, we got a minute and a half or so remaining here right now. Okay. What can people do to help this litigation? Obviously, you have lawyers on the case already, but what can what, what kind of help does the Minnesota Voters Alliance need from citizens of this state uh, to to help litigate this uh, this battle in the in the Twin Cities? I would say get involved. Talk to your city council people. I mean, it's it's people that just stand by and don't do anything. That's how these laws get passed, you know, where everyone is passive and say, it's not a big deal. When in reality, it is. Like I said, I've got three young children. I don't want them to grow up where, what are they going to face in the next generation? I mean, people need to talk up now. They need to speak up. They need to talk to the people that are in power. And hopefully with enough um, backing on it, things will change. You know, we are, like we said, we are, we have filed suit. So hopefully with our attorney's great work, um, Andy's work, the Minnesota Voters Alliance work, hopefully they will look at it and say, you are correct. This is a violation and the city councils cannot do this. But, you know, the way it looks, they're trying to get it passed to have all of Minnesota follow this. And, you know, it's, it's not just going to be Minneapolis-St. Paul. I mean, if it becomes statewide, it's you know, it, it could span to all 50 states and then we lose our liberties. So I would say the biggest thing is make sure you get involved. Just don't stand by and watch what the government does. Don't let them do this. As our caller pointed out, if it happens in Minneapolis at St. Paul, it will be filtering out to St. Louis Park and Edina and Roseville and Woodbury before too terribly long. That's the way these sorts of things uh, go. Pretty soon it becomes uh, stage four government activity, and there is no stage five as these things go, as we as we find out in a right. number of debates out there. Uh, Marissa Sky, one more time, how can people, uh, what's the website to find out more information about this? Yep, so Minnesota Voters Alliance, www.mnvoters.org. Uh, Marissa Skaya, thank you so much for uh, coming on the broadcast here today. And do keep us uh, posted between you and Andy about the, the progress of the litigation here. Uh, we could get an update on this when we see some uh, motion in courts on, the, on, the, on this whole matter. Could we do that? Definitely. And thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on the show today. And thanks to everyone for listening. Absolutely. By the way, I've posted the link to the Minnesota Voters Alliance at uh, shotinthedark.info for those who, uh, who who go there more than they than they remember uh, other websites. Mm-hmm. 651-289-4488, the number to call. When we come back uh, on the broadcast, Senator Dave Osmek joins us to talk about the uh, Governor Waltz answering to his leash being yanked by big environmental on the Enbridge pipeline. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Gold Buyers Alert. For over 30 years, the American Gold Eagle has been the world's best-selling gold coin. Today, the Westminster Mint has the 2019 $50 Gold Eagle made from one ounce of pure gold for just $1,390. Certified in perfect mint state 70 condition by PCGS. Coins are graded on a 70-point scale. 70 is absolute perfection. In three decades, only a few rare gold eagles have achieved a perfect 70 grade, with many doubling or 
tripling in value. Add this valuable gold coin to your collection at the exclusive low price. Call 888-673-8041 now and receive the beautiful book Modern Coin Rarities free with your purchase. The Gold Eagle arrives with free insured shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 888-673-8041. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 888-673-8041. Even in my own home, I had my own designated space to smoke. If I think about it, it really was like I was punishing myself. A friend of mine said, why wouldn't you just try the Juul? And so I went out and I bought one. The idea of going back to smoking, I couldn't even imagine doing that. I don't think anyone, including myself, thought that I could switch. Carolyn made the switch October 2016. Make the switch at JUUL.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. AM 1280. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.